This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, Jessica. Hello, Elsie. How are you doing? Wonderful. How are you? <laughs> Just peachy. <laughs> peachy, smishy, meashy. Today I didn't do a voice for you. I you couldn't didn't... think of one off the cuff. That's all right, because I, I went too fast. Maybe maybe I just I just went too fast for you and you were unable to, to do it. I was thinking about it before we started and then I just panicked. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh no, performance anxiety. Oh my god. Sorry. Oh my god. Sorry. It's all right. So today we have a lot of stuff to cover. Some uh, panty wadding stuff, I think, as usual. Absolutely. And but you know what? Um, before we do that, though, I would really love to uh, give a shout out, which I forgot to do in the last episodes, and I kind of want to do it right now because yeah. I remember and I wrote it down. Very to um, give a shout out to Jen, who uh, actually she wrote us a jingle. Remember when she wrote us our the explicit yes. jingle? Yes. And it's the best thing ever. And I'm going to be playing it at the end of this episode, ladies. So once we exit out of this, you'll play. We'll play that jingle so that you guys can hear it. I but love what it. what I've done, and I asked permission from Jen to do, is to play like a snippet. of of that jingle whenever we have an explicit show. So whenever Jess, you, (laughs) there is, you, you know, the, the language thing starts to get a little crazy. We'll play her jingle, like at the beginning of the show. So, you know, it it says this show is explicit, like in the same way that she did. And I just wanted to say a shout out to her. And, you know, she's an amazing, like, she's an amazing producer. She does this for a living. So uh, we do have uh, her link in the show notes if you want to check her out. She's over at 317 Sound Design. And she's just really fantastic. She's just just genius when it comes to sound stuff. So just to let you know, that's where it's coming from. And we needed to give her a, a proper shout out. Uh, and she did give us permission to use that explicit jingle. <laughs> Are there any of our episodes that aren't explicit? Yeah, there's Just a lot out of my them. Cursing most of the no, time. No, there's a lot of times when you'll call, like you'll say like oh, but uh, well, and then you'll change the word. Oh, I do. Yeah, you do that a lot, which is so, great. So it's just that there's sometimes when that does not happen. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm not always that mature. And there's people who really enjoy. <laughs> When, I when you go off, yeah, they're like, ooh, explicit. They're for today. I don't know how I feel about our topic today, but so, all right. What is see. our topic? About cyberbullying. Oh, well, there's some of that stuff that's later on after. Well, yeah, we can, t- yeah, absolutely. Okay, so why don't we start just with some of the feedback that we got, because uh, okay. we got some some voice feedback. Yay, Soundpipe. Soundpipe is awesome. I so, love it. I love it too. You guys should definitely try it out just for funsies. Okay, so here we go. This is from Lisa, and she'll explain who she is in just a second. Hi, Elsie. Hi, Jessica. This is Lisa from the Pop Fashion Podcast, and I have a question about marketing. We are a podcast that's been around for a year. We just had our first anniversary, and we recently had some spikes in listenership, but we're not growing as steeply as we used to. I'm trying to think of some ways to 
advertise and market the podcast, but I'm having a hard time thinking of the best thing to do for a podcast that's not exactly new, and I thought you might have some advice. Some of the things I have on my list of things to do is to check help a reporter out emails religiously to make sure there's not something that I could contribute to where I could also mention that I'm on a podcast. Uh, I have on my list that I should look for a podcast that I want to be on, which is kind of tough because there aren't a whole ton of fashion podcasts that do interviews, so I'm wondering how that would best work. Um, and another fit might be guest blogging, but again, that's really time sensitive and you need people to actually want to have you on their blog. So any other advice that you have about what an older quote unquote podcast could do to boost listenership, I would very much appreciate knowing what you would recommend if you were in my shoes. Thanks, ladies. Thank you, mighty Lisa Rowan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. I totally, totally, totally uh, loved your clarity on this. So do you want to take it? You want to take it? Me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, so go, 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 let's go. Let's start with what... Okay, so Lisa. So Lisa, you're focusing a lot on being on other podcasts, and I'm not sure that's going to help. I mean, that is a... Um, a quick fix, I guess, because if you figure you're on other podcasts, they're going to listen to your podcast and you won't have to maybe convert as many people to podcast listeners, which is a challenge. But I sort of feel like um, you shouldn't focus there because, I, like you said, there's not that many other fashion ones. And aside from being on like maybe an entrepreneurial one or maybe – but I couldn't find a good um, example – of like, first of all, podcast website. And so because of that, I I couldn't figure out like not necessarily who you were targeting, but also like what services you provide that are specific to the podcast or something you would, um, that you promote on the podcast besides just the podcast, which if that's your only goal, that's fine. But the point is it was hard for me to figure out where you should be marketing because I couldn't figure out your end goal because you have no podcast website that made it hard for me. But my opinion is blogging because I feel like fashion blogs are more popular and, and than podcasts and they, therefore they would have more readers. However, I did see that you have a recent episode called The Death of Fashion Blogging. So maybe I'm incorrect about that, but um, I'd like to think that I'm not and that people still read them and therefore you should be guest blogging there. Um, if I'm incorrect, then that's fine. Another idea I had was for a contest or incentive for people to listen. Maybe you guys do a service like um, a Skype closet clean out and, you know, listen today to find out how you can win or be the, you know, 13th person to leave us a review or something like that, just so that you can get bumped up a little bit in the ratings too on iTunes to get some reviews or, um, you know, maybe that would help your listenership or your downloads um, or, or a Facebook contest, some kind of contest where you give away a gift certificate to your favorite fashion site they have to listen to figure out how to win that, etc. Um, a huge guest of some kind, uh, Dolce and Gabbana is hot lately, but um, if you don't want that kind of publicity, um, maybe somebody less offensive, um, uh, but big in the fashion world or even big in the fashion blogging world, I think would be cool. Um, and also, I don't know if your shows are evergreen. Um, let me take a look at some of the more recent ones. Clothing tags, dictator style, networking for people who hate networking. Lupita still in dress. That's a little bit. Um, well, they they do a lot. I, they do a lot of news news stuff. It's yeah, like they, so, okay. yeah, they do a so, lot of new stuff. But it's so still, if it's, go ahead, go ahead. 
No, no, no. It's still applicable to to what you're mentioning as well. It depends on on how they want to position it. But you continue. You go on your own. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if they if if they're not really evergreen, and I saw that it was timely, make sure you make a really big deal on all your social media channels about how you're hot off the press. Like this week, we're covering this in the news, this in the news, this in the news. Because if you say like Lupita's dress, like coverage here. Or um, did you hear what happened this last week? Or like make it very like not just timely but hot off the press timely or like like this is so recent timely or, you know, don't miss this, you know, this week's um, brand new kind of timely. Make it so that um, because you're doing timely stuff that like you kind of do it like, you know, yesterday, you know, kind of like um, – Philadelphia has action news, right? And mm-hmm. so yesterday a guy jumped off a building today on action news, you right. know, like something like that. So that you, they know, you know how, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> that was so depressing, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and again, I want to state how much I really feel like your show kind of needs a website. Like you have no link in the iTunes for me to check you out. You have no, when I Google you, a bunch of listings, but no specific like way to find you. And so I feel like that would be a good place for you guys to um, maybe encourage some community interaction which would keep people downloading the show is if they could become loyal followers and fans and i feel like you're sort of preventing that from happening because they can't give you feedback they can't contact you they can't hire you they can't see your pinterest your instagram whatever else you're doing for pop fashion only um, unless they do a real search and find you because where i found you was i think your website lisa and then it was just like a tab and then it was just an explanation of the site not the posts themselves. I just feel like um, that, I feel like that would really help your downloads. That's just me though. So Elsie, what do you think? Suggestions for I know. Uh, you know, I, I was interested in, in that choice as well, the, the non-podcast, the non-podcast the non-website website. Yeah. thing. Yeah. Because they both have individual things going on right now. And I do understand that choice. I mean, I totally get it. It's annoying. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> you, you know. to do and that's fine. Yeah. And it's, and it can be really, really simple. I mean, it could really just be a landing page. The lips in one. Yeah. yeah. It could be a landing page. Yeah. It really could be the Libsyn one as well now because now Libsyn has uh, a little bit more of a sleeker um, template that we've released that is is very it's very simple so it's nothing like you can put widgets and all that kind of fun stuff but it's a it's a much cleaner much more modern uh, template that we've had in the past but anyway it could be something along those lines I do think that it would benefit for like uh, a quick more of a quick about what the podcast is about thing now um, in terms of some some of the stuff that I really adored that they were doing is that they are for me and I told you this just before I think that pop fashion is kind of like the she podcast for fashion because yeah I felt like that too listening to it that it was like like, kind of snarky, but inform- informational, yeah, and fun and good. It's a good show. It's a, it's a very really good, good show, and I and I love. I get really into all the new stuff and all of their commentary on the story, like especially the American Apparel st- story that was developing, and like there's all of this stuff that I didn't even know about, which I'm really intrigued about. And they do a fantastic job of putting that on their Twitter feed, meaning the stories, and they'll link to the stories in the existing, like where they found the stories. Like if they mm-hmm. found the story on BuzzFeed, they'll have like, this is what's, what's breaking on BuzzFeed and they will, they will have a really great tweet and then they'll link out to BuzzFeed, which I think is fine. But I think once the show is released, that would be another way for you to have them come back into, um, the show itself, you know, this is where we discuss this, which is where the show notes part of it would really come into play. Like when I do tweets out for, for the feed, um, I, 
I write down like I don't know about about 10 tweets per episode and I basically go down all of the news information that we that we release on the feed and I will just tweet that out and then bring them back onto the blog post so -hmm. that people know that it, you know, it's not necessarily the focus of that, but I think that that would be very worth it. And I use Edgar to continue to have those be going out all the time, which is what you were talking about before. So once I do that, once I do promote, I promote my, and this is all Twitter marketing. I promote that one episode the entire week. And it goes out about three to four tweets a day for that episode, all different tweets. So it's not the same tweet, it's all completely different tweets for about the whole week, usually around four days. And then after that's done, then I grab all those tweets and I put them into Edgar and then they get spit out continually, maybe once or twice a week for the past episodes for the feed. Um, Mm -hmm. So they're constantly out there. Uh, something that I think that would really help you guys too is is because of your your amazing banter with one another. You guys have, I feel, the you can put the label of fashion journalists on yourself. Like totally start to work. Yes. Fashion. You guys are fashion journalists, Mm -hmm. so you can reach out to some of these other. writers, uh, especially those that are have been covering certain parts of the industry and some of those that you, I know, have mentioned that you follow, you can reach up to them and then just say like, hey, do you want to come on the show and discuss this story with us? Mm-hmm. And that way you can have a little fashion threesome. And in that way, you can start to kind of cross promote even, but even if, even if that fat, even if that um, writer, that fashion writer or fashion blogger does not promote you, they still know the conversation that you guys can have with one another. They still know what you guys are doing is amazing because you're intelligent women and you have a lot of really strong opinions. And this is something that's very important, I think, for everybody. So I would say we start to create relationships with some of those bloggers or some of those, even those reporters, those fashion reporters. Reach out to them and see if you can have them on their show to comment on some of the things that they've written about. Mm-hmm. That's going to yeah, get that's you... that's all good advice. That's going to keep, keep you, give you a little bit more. So uh, let me see. I think I have some more stuff So if she's here. thinking like, oh, crap, the website. I love that. That's why I gave you a few beforehand. If you really don't want to do that, I would suggest Facebook ads too. Every single time boost posts on your Facebook, you know, to get just to your target audience. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I, I used to do that too. You don't have to do a full ad, but just boost the post. Every time you post a new episode, boost it for like 5 to 20, 20 bucks. See if that gets you some new listeners. Uh, that used to help me a lot. Yeah, I, and a, I would just pick a target audience and go, and and go for it. Well, see, yeah, especially yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that's a whole other thing that I'm sure we have to do a show on one of those things very soon to see how it works. But yes. so if you've got a killer, and this is another thing that I I've done in the past and it really works well too. If you've got a killer bit of news or insight or opinion uh, about a service or or anything else that's happening in the fashion industry that you guys are about to talk to talk about and and especially like something like that's big news like Lupita's dress or um, anything that's happening right now that you are really really passionate about that you either agree fully with that is being reported or completely disagree with about something that's being reported this is the time also for you to let the people that you're discussing about know about it. So if somebody wrote a piece that you adore about, I don't know, the trends that are coming up for spring or something and something that you completely agree with, um, then reach out to them and say, hey, we discussed, like on Twitter, hey, we discussed your article XYZ, check it out or something like that. Just let them know. We really loved your take. 
ex, you know, uh, ima- you know, really love your take. Check this out here, and then that's mm-hmm. a really great way to start to open up. For, so people do recognize it. And if you get like even a retweet from them, it's going to start to reach other people from there. I just find that if we start to bring ourselves to the level of these other people, and especially when you're a fan of something, especially when you really, really are passionate of something, reach out to them and tell them, dude, you are doing such amazing work. This is what I think I have to uh, say to you. Because I know that I can't help myself to, to do that. It's not even a tactic for me. It's something like, holy cow, I, I just adore what you're doing. I have a platform. I want to share what you're doing with the world. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You know, so you yeah. still have that. And especially, you know, with, with the BuzzFeed and Fast Company things, all those bigger sites, you can tag the reporter. So so this is another tactic that I've used in the past as well. Instead of, of saying this amazing article on Fast Company, I usually say this amazing company, uh, amazing article by, and then I'll find the author and I'll find their Twitter feed and I will tag them. And then they know because it's them instead of Fast Company. So all of these people like Fast Company are not the writers. The writers themselves are writing for Fast Company, but it's not Fast Company. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you got to make a relationship with those as well. Or, and this is something that I've done in the past as well, is send them voice feedback. Yeah, you if they if they have their email there, I would record something and tell them whatever your thoughts are about their article, either if it's just like this is super super awesome, I really loved what you said about this and this and that and this totally makes sense and blah blah and just send them an email and attach a darn voice memo to it. And that's going to bring in a, a lot of attention and just say, you know, hey, if you want to check out our show, here it is. It's cool. really great because you totally touch base exactly with what you're resonating with, which is your voice. And you have a, a really strong voice and a strong opinion. Now, in terms of um, things that are happening in fashion, fashion week obviously just is over. But right. I'm sure in the industry there are other fashion events, perhaps not as big as fashion industry, but that are coming around. Make sure you write those in your in your uh, marketing car- car- uh, calendar there. Make sure that you keep those in mind because if there's anything that you can be a part of, hashtags or some kind of momentum when it comes to fashion, that's when you really have to cater to writing some big piece of news out there. I'm coming back to Fashion Week because that's the biggest one. That's the one that has the biggest hashtags. That's the one that has the biggest coverage. Um, and so it's kind of like, especially for Fashion Week, that's when you start to reach out to Apple, like right before these big events are happening in your industry. It's when you write to Apple's podcast and say, hey, I'm going to be covering this. And then they might just say, oh, thanks for the heads up. And they might pay attention to you, which is what like I did that for She Podcast where we, you know, I emailed them and I said, hey, you have not put us on the how to podcast, um, you know, little thing that you have in iTunes. Just wanted to let you know. I didn't say put us on there. I just said like, Hey, you know, (laughs) there's this too. Um, and so you, it's really good to be able to, to reach out to Apple with those things because they generate like women's, we missed all this Jess, but it would have been great for me, for us to do this as well. This women's, is it women's what March March is women's history month or women's, what is it? Yeah. And that's new to me, news to me, but yeah, is women's history 
Like, I didn't know we needed that. Well, I know I didn't, but I didn't even know it was. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, you're so funny. No, but, but see, here's the thing. It's like, I don't even know when, when does this happen? Like, who makes decisions of what month it is? Like, I didn't even know. All of a sudden it's like, thank you women for speak. And I was like, what do you mean? Thank you women. March? I thought that was St. Patrick's. (laughs) I thought that was like, I thought May, like Irish. I wish. So then, you know, so anyway, so if you months. know of these like things that are happening in the world that there's like, you know, Black History Month, like that's when like, that's when you reach out to, if you have, if you're a, a black person, an African-American person, somebody that is reporting or has a podcast that is all about black culture, this is the time when you start to reach out to them right before Black History Month happens. You know, that kind of stuff. There's all of these things that you could start to reach out for, um, at that, at that point. And, um, let me see. And so here's, here's another really interesting thing too. It's just that maybe you're not growing as fast as you would like guys, but you are growing. And I did look at your stats and you are growing. So it's, it might seem like you want more, but you're doing fine. It's just that I wish, and there was one thing that I saw that was a little bit of an anomaly. You had one podcast that had a bazillion to a bazillion more downloads than any of your other episodes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when that happens, that skews your average stats and it makes you think that you're not growing because you are now using that like you're seeing those stats that grew so fast because of that one episode as the norm and that's not it. So you're going to have to kind of remove that one episode that got all of those downloads because it seemed like either it just got a lot of press. I have a feeling this is my from looking at your stuff. What I think might have happened is that it was at the beginning of the year and you might have gotten a little bump from iTunes meaning you were featured somewhere and that was the episode that you guys had just released at that time. And so because that was the latest episode right at the beginning right around the first couple of weeks of January, you got a lot of hits because you were featured in iTunes. And then that feature went away, which happens all the time. So you are now judging your growth based upon the time that you were featured in iTunes and that is just not you shouldn't do that. So mm-hmm. seeing your average numbers from when you started in March 2014, so it's almost a year now, you have been steadily growing. And that, and, and actually, and I know this is going to break somebody's heart, is that that's how you grow a podcast. Like you are doing it in the most amazing way, steady way, consistent way. It's constantly going up. And there's really nothing to be like sad about. I understand wanting more, but just easy does it easy does it and that's really what how slow podcasts really grow <laughs> i mean including ours including ours that's right and you you guys are really we have a little bit more of an audience than you guys a little bit more from what i watched because i wanted to see like what the average uh, was in terms of growth and you also have to remember you are dealing with a niche audience as well you mm-hmm. know it's very it's a very small kind of audience it's not as big as you would imagine and so steady growth is is where it's at and and you guys have a lot of engagement from your community especially those that are and you're doing a great job highlighting them and making sure that you listen to them and thanking them and giving them voice all of that really comes into play so um Buck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Buck you guys up. are yeah. doing good. You're doing good. Um, 
yeah, you just need to keep at it. 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 And, and I do, and one thing that I, not that I disagree, but, um, you can be a guest on other people's podcasts that aren't really about fashion that have like the same, the same kind of people that might listen to your podcast and even sending it just like you just sent feedback to us. That's like a really huge thing Yes, because now more people are going to be aware of your show and listen to your voice and go like, who is that? That's pop fashion girls, you know, and maybe it's not a fashion person, but they'll want to listen to your show now just because we've been talking about you for so long. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So that's really a great tactic. Oh my God. Well, that was good. Phew. I'll see. Dude. And now we're moving on to another. We just got the, this one this morning. Yeah. From Susie Parkis. We got an email where she wanted help. She's like, podcast help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I mean, she does need help, but she's all, yeah. Yeah. So do you want to read it? You want me yeah. to read it? Um, well, you can read like just the first little paragraph right here, okay. right at the top where she says, I had okay. some, yeah. Um, I had some just some stumbling blocks in terms of a name, but I feel I've overcome that. My next hurdle is how the hell does one promote such a thing? Lewis Howes is my podcasting hero with over 500,000 downloads already and some great guests. Most will use Facebook as a platform like he does, but given all my content is dating and relationship, Facebook has said in no uncertain terms, I'll never be granted advertising rights. Um, and basically, unless you're an authorized advertiser, uh, um, you can't boost posts or create ads for anything having to do with dating and relationships. And I sort of went back and forth with her a little bit to get more clarification on that. But yeah, that sticks. So um, she's like, what should I do? She's a dating coach. So she'll personally be hosting, asking questions and serving up her own advice, promoting her book as well as products, um, as well as th- those things for her guests as well. But she doesn't intend to have a dating website ever. So what should she do? So I wrote, um, oh, so it looks like you gave her some, you had some questions for her, I guess. I just gave her some suggestions. You can go ahead. You can suggest and then I'll have some questions for her too. Okay. I mean, I have a lot of questions too because I feel like Facebook is, you know, you can't, you shouldn't obviously put all your um, chicks in that, put all your chicks, all your (laughs) eggs in that basket. Yeah. Don't put (laughs) your chicks or your eggs. Yeah, don't put nothing in a basket, I guess is what I'm saying, <laughs> Susie. Um, because I don't think you have to necessarily rely on Facebook. But that said, um, I think that you should be focusing on Twitter. I don't know how long you've been in business, but Twitter has, your Twitter following has a little over a 1,000. But it looks like you're posting to Facebook and then you have that automatically post to Twitter, which kind of makes your Twitter look like a dead zone. So um, I would grow the crap out of your Twitter and automate promotions to the show. Like, And the way I do that is I made a queue and then it was just like, you know, Lady Business Radio, everything you want, nothing you don't, you know, and then a link to the iTunes or a link to my website. You could do that um, and just start following, following, following people like crazy. Use something like Manage Flitter or hire someone um, like Tina Pettis's company to um, grow your Twitter following. They're really, really good at it, and they help they help me get to ten thousand followers. Um, so they're very, very good. And you're welcome, Tina. Um, it's <laughs> the, the, her site is a uh, tenaciousedge.com. Um, but I would suggest focusing on Twitter and and um, focusing on a specific audience, your target audience, singletons, you know, um, that you can help individually. Also, um, you can use Facebook groups and 
your own. You can create like a Lonely Hearts Club on Facebook and um, other people's groups, whether it be entrepreneurial groups for women or women's groups, women speakers, women, women, women. Or, I mean, I saw that you have some clients that are dudes, in which case maybe just entrepreneur um entrepreneur groups, or if you don't want to just work with entrepreneurs, because I know that's not just your target market, I was suggesting that because you're an entrepreneur and they'll let you in there more than, you know, if you just enter a group just for the purpose of selling your pants off, which people don't like. Um, but I think you could create a group and join some popular groups that would help, um, you get more of a listenership. And then I think you could be featured on different kinds of shows, not, love and dating shows, any type of show. I thought um, your advice would be useful on shows about love, shows about family, shows about health, shows about business. Um, I think your advice probably, you know, runs the gamut on all of those different topics, like how to date when you're a busy person, you know, how to fit, you know, dating is a single mom, dating is single dad, you know, you know, how dating takes a toll on your health, whatever. I think that you could be featured on different shows and also start maybe guest posting um, dating advice on some of those websites like Match.com. I mean, don't they have that? I don't even know because I haven't even been on one in like 15 years. But um, if you, maybe does Match.com have a blog? Do those places have a blog where you could like have a featured article and then maybe a little link to your website or do any of those? Like if it's not eHarmony, there's got to be sites out there about like dating advice. Here we go. Dating articles and advice on Match.com. Shaboomi. There's a magazine. Shaboomi. <laughs> and maybe you could guest post on it. I don't know. I'm just making suggestions. Also, magazine articles about online dating. I mean, try and get into glamour. Try to get into Cosmo. Try to get into um, woman's world, anything. Just pitch them and see if you can get on there. And then also, I'd like to know why you don't feature your podcast on your website. Because she hasn't made it yet, dude. Oh, the podcast. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, when it gets there, friggin' feature on your website. That'll help, too. Yeah. It just has to be like a, a tab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like... <laughs> God, I'm so dumb. <laughs> All right. Because I'm like, ding on you. But me, maybe it's a ding on me. Yeah. Sorry. Um, well, when it gets when it goes live, make sure it's on your website prominently, loud and clear. So yeah, that and- people can listen. I do like, I, I love all those things that she was, that, that Jess was telling you because part of it is that, you know, when people do like your work, they, they do want more of your stuff, especially if you're mm-hmm. featured in, in some of those prominent places. And particularly if you have a podcast, which is going to be slightly different than what other people perhaps are doing. Maybe they're sending them to our web, to, to like just a plain old website or something like that. And it would be mm-hmm. really nice for you to, to, to make that connection. Now, I know that you mentioned Lewis Howes and, you know, you have to understand that people like Lewis Howes, people like, you know, uh, the entrepreneur on fire guy and, um, um, and Pat Flynn's and of the world and all of those other big names, Tim Ferriss and whatever, they've been building their brand for a long time. They've had a lot of a Lewis Howes, I've known online for almost 10 years. Yeah. So he's been at it for a long time. He also, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure, and this is another X factor here. You know that they've already had like a platform. You know that they already had a, a base. So when they mm-hmm. get, got their podcast, they, they are looking at 500,000 downloads a, a month. Please do not, do not measure yourself with that. There is no way 
unless you are a super famous person already that you're going to get that amount of downloads. There's no way. And if you do, I will give you money. I, I will mean, pay you. She's just saying he's her hero. No, I know. I know he's saying, but it's just. But if that's a goal, it's going to yeah, be painful. It's just going to be painful because, I mean, how many times I have, have I heard from podcasts going like, oh, my numbers are so not so good or I'm not getting. And you have to understand that, again, you're working with a niche, a very specific kind of person that you're trying to reach out to. You're not going to be getting that many downloads at all. You have mm-hmm. to understand. You have to make sure that that you're not aiming at 500,000. You might at some point do that and you might just totally rock it that way, but just doing what they've done is not going to get you there because they have uh, an X factor. Every single one of these people that have very large uh, download numbers have an X factor that there's no way to replicate. There are certain things that mm-hmm. happen, the, the right place, the right time. Those things, you, you can't replicate that. You might do everything else. But speaking of that, there are things that you can emulate or that you can't, you're not necessarily to kind of get ideas off of that are in that industry. Two people that come to mind for me is The Art of Charm, who that is a very, a very popular podcast. And it's basically about dating and relationships and uh, for men. Uh, but check out their stuff. Go ahead and check out their podcast. Check out the way they market in the show. Check out their website. Notice how they engage with social media and, and start to take notes because they've really, they've really made this business come out specifically from the podcast. They did not set out to be so famous, if you will. It just took off and they really leveraged it well. So if you want to follow Call to Actions, the way that they make people engage in the show, they do a lot Mm -hmm. of live events that they go around Mm -hmm. town doing this stuff and they make a lot of money with the Art of Charm and it's like their hub. So I would would really kind of study their stuff. And the Savage Lovecast, he's been like some of the top, even though he's a little bit more sex, but there's a lot more relationship stuff too. But I mean, just to... To, to see how what what's that thing that makes it so popular? There's a lot of people that and just how gravitate to promote it. Yeah, how to especially how he promotes it, where he goes, like how how does he get it out? Just to observe, uh, Savage Lovecast probably doesn't do as much promotion or as the Art of well, Charm does. Super famous because yeah. he's been around for okay. a long time, so he doesn't really have to do as much about it. And then I have somebody else, which is part of our community, Sex Gets Real with Don and Dylan, and they are again that's more sex. It's less relate well sex is relationship, but you know what I mean? It's like more sex. And so, but just notice the way that they also engage their community. Notice the way that they have their website. How do they reach out to community? They're really, um, uh, active in, in the She Podcast community as well, which is how I became aware of them. So it's just one of those things that if you're aware or if you're in part of different communities where there's a lot of, like the She Podcast community has a lot of women in there and we're not a very specific type. So it's not like it's an, an entrepreneur show. It's like what we have in common is that we're trying to get everybody's trying to have a podcast or working on their podcast or expanding on their podcast. So it's, it's a lot of different people that have that in common, but some of us really do. Maybe we want some sex advice. Maybe we do want some dating advice or something like that, which is really great just to put your stuff out there and get to, to have it known. Um, also I have another person for you to kind of check out. Her name is Susan Bratton and she's from personal life media. And I think the website is personallifemedia.com. And she started as a podcaster many, many years ago. She was perhaps one of the first women she podcasters. She had a really strong presence in the medium. She actually started her own network back then, like in 2000 and 
six, I think, is when she started to to create her her own network, her own podcast network. And she started with the personal life media brand. And it was really all about sort of like uh, conscious expansion of your life. At first, it was all about every layer of your life. And then as the years went on, she, she kind of let go of the podcast aspect of it, even though she's, even though all of her shows are still in iTunes and they're still like, if you search for, like, if you say for, for dating, you'll find one of her shows that for personal life media, even though they have not produced a new episode in years, uh, because she kind of morphed into the whole relationship thing, again, leaning towards the sex side. But she, the reason that I wanted you to touch base with her is because she is an the queen of internet marketing. I mean, this woman's got some insane amount of education and she has known how to position herself from where she came to into what she is doing now just because she knows exactly who her audience is. She knows who her who she's touching base with right now. And it's really hard to sell specifically sex, sexual things online without it being porn, without it seeming as if it's something too super sleazy because it's not. So she's had to do a lot, a lot of learning. And I think maybe just chatting with her at some point, reaching out to her and, and talking to her about her tactics, how she's done this, um, how she's been so profitable because her business continues to grow year after year. And she does it in a very interesting way. I just think that that's somebody for you to, to really just connect with, maybe even just be part of her email list uh, if she has one. Uh, and some questions that I had for you, and I know we had too, is just like, who is your audience? Is it women or is it men? And how old are they? Because that's going to also give you an idea of where they are. Because if you are trying to touch base with the younger crowd, they're not on Facebook. So <laughs> why would you go there? And if you right. are, you know, you could have other places or another way in which the groups is a really good idea, even if you can't do ads. But I just don't think that at this moment, growing your podcast is probably Facebook ads is not a tactic that's employed as a number one tactic. Mm -hmm. Facebook ads are great for growing your list. That's great. So maybe you can just grow your list. That's not always true. Yeah. Well, I think that, I think that, that that's the case. At least I haven't seen any, any, any more articles written, but for growing your list, it would be really great. Cause that way you'll have people opting in and then they'll know about your podcast. Cause that's going to be one of the, but first. I'm saying you can just boost posts to the, um, to your target audience for the one episode and see if it works. So and I'll give you an more, example. Yeah, like true. when I, when I interviewed Ash Amberjay, um, I boosted the post just to her Facebook page and it went bonkers. Yeah, like that's that, 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 that episode got tons of downloads. I think it's still the most downloaded. I don't know if it still is, but, um, it, it got way more downloads than any other, um, than any other episode because she has a big enough Facebook group where I was able to boost it just to her people, um, which is rare for me. I don't always have a guest like that, but the point is like you can get more downloads by using just boosting and not just Facebook ads. That's why I suggested that. Got it. Got it. So yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe it could be something like just that. And an I experiment know. with it. Yeah. And, and not have anything about relationships or dating on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing that's hard. That's why I said to her, uh, well, she said she's not allowed to boost a post at all, period. Never. Hmm. Like, they know her and they know what she does and they've, like, forbidden her from boosting anything. Goodness gracious. I want to know if she's a lot, like, if she, should she put a quote up about love and boost that? Or she's yeah. just banned? Did Facebook just ban her? And if so, I would start over. That's just crazy. 
delete yeah, that page and make a new page. I guess it's just well the thing is it's like I don't, I just don't think that Facebook is the be all and end all is all I think you could get creative. I mean there's so yeah. many other dating podcasts out there or relationship podcasts that are doing great without that like the art of charm that's why I wanted to to bring yeah, you yeah. that and also yeah. you know what I think would do really well for you particularly if it's a female audience is Instagram you can start to create you can create an Instagram feed to just drive people to your podcast and then have it just be that I know she percolates has had really great success I mean they've got a very engaged audience right now they are curating their visual content so well and I think the relationships and dating sort of really cater to a visual medium. I mean, it's so much easier to do than if you're just having interviews with people because there's so many other images to add instead of just having your your episode artwork up there and promoting that. There's other ways in which you can really encapsulate like being lonely or the first the, the being shy or like going into a room and feeling uncomfortable or mm-hmm. whatever you're talking about. It's really great for you to capture an image with that and mm-hmm. be able to create a, a, an engaged audience in there. And I know that it'll be using hashtags and whatnot. And of course, there is the other side of things because anytime you talk about relationships, you get porn. So you just have to be careful (laughs) that you don't hit the hashtags that some of those uh, other more more exciting um, (laughs) accounts are there. But uh, Instagram is really good at getting rid of those pretty, pretty fast. But I think you'd have a really good job doing something on Instagram. And I would suggest, again, looking for She Percolates. Again, Instagram.com slash She Percolates. I keep mentioning them because just because they're doing such a wonderful way of continuing the conversation and, and leaking their content two days ahead of time, making it super personal, explaining how their guest is going to help them. I mean, they're doing such fantastic work and they're not, and their feed is not pictures of their podcast. It's, it's just visually really, really well curated. So check it out. I think they're doing really good. Um, that's it. So those are the things that I have for you to say, holy cow, we've been talking for so long now just on this stuff. Oopsie doopsie. All right, Susie, you tell us what you think. Okay, moving on down. So I think I'm going to skip this um, article here that we got, and then maybe we can just talk about, do you want to talk about the networks? Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, we can do into, so Rainmaker, it seems like, so Copy Blogger Media, I think some of you guys know about Copy Blogger, or at least have come into play with Copy Blogger at some point in time when you're doing some kind of research on your blog because they're prolific <laughs> and they have some really yeah. great articles out there. Um, so here's an article that was out, uh, Why Copy Blogger Media is Betting Big on Podcasting. Uh, and uh, so it means that Copy Blogger Media has created basically a, an entire network, like 10 10 podcasts. Oh my God. Yeah. That they've just released. So many. All at once. Yeah. Into iTunes. And they've basically sort of taken over a little bit of almost every part of it. And uh, Robert Bruce and Brian Clark uh, just explained in the latest Rainmaker episode 
why they are choosing to do that. So if you want to listen to that podcast, please feel free. I'll have a link in the show notes. Now, the interesting thing is that I was really wanting to hear some very concrete reasons as to why that they did this, right? Mm-hmm. And I never got them, Jess. I yeah. just, I heard all the wonderful things that you ladies have all heard. And I'm sure you guys all know about how amazing podcasting is and about reaching new audiences and about expanding your reach from people who are, you know, who, who don't read articles or who don't watch videos or yeah, we know all that stuff. I kind of wanted more, more information, but it (laughs) seemed like they're just doing it. Well, not just doing it because they feel that audio is the next big thing. So, which is like, oh yeah. So they're banking, they're betting on, yeah, they're totally betting big. Absolutely. With no, like they're just betting big that this is the next thing that is coming up. And, um, uh, yes, networks are are growing and there's a lot of networks that are going to have a lot of power out there. Here's the difference between how uh, this this network is different than the ones that I've seen in the past. They have not just gathered a, bu- a bunch of other podcasts and brought them onto the network, but these are basically insider or people that they have recruited to create podcasts that they all weren't, wanted to do. Uh, already. And they are very specific to experts. So a they are very niche down again. They're talking about very different aspects about uh, media, basically digital media as a whole, marketing, copywriting, editing, like every little piece is being in, in, like now produced as a podcast in 10 different forms, different kinds of conversations. And all of those podcasts are not there to monetize. So they're not there to sell anything. They're not there, meaning that they have a sponsorship to it. They're not looking for sponsors at this point in time. What they are doing is they are using all of these podcasts to sell the Rainmaker platform, which is kind of like a competitor to something like WordPress or something like Squarespace. Mm -hmm. It's a CMS. It's a constant content management system. So they're using it to build their existing company. So there, it's a slightly different than anything else. Yeah. I'm sitting here. I was looking on iTunes to see if any of their podcasts were like in the top for new and noteworthy, but so far I I can't tell probably also because there's so many of them. Yeah. And they, yeah, I I can't remember if they have like, I think they're, but Rainmaker's not there right now. Rainmaker's not there on the new and noteworthy Mm -hmm. stuff. I think that they're all through in the top 100, I think from what I hear. Sure. That's true. I saw somebody, I saw somebody post about that, that they have, you know, they're prolific everywhere, but you know, that's a really good, that's a really good tactic for a company. So this, I don't think this is a really good camp, uh, uh, tactic for like an individual podcasters. Like most of you guys that are listening, this is a tactic for a larger company. Like I, I think that even if somebody like Pepsi or somebody like, you know, yeah, I don't know anthropology yeah. or something like along those lines would be really great to create a series of podcasts that are all, you know, basically getting their brand awareness out there and making sure that people understand that. And I know they're not that big, but, but I mean, What's really good is that they're allocating funds to create this aspect of the company. 
Mm-hmm. How many of us have alloc- fund allocations to create 10 podcasts? None. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So. None of us. Right. The answer, zero. Zero. Exactly. <laughs> We're all like, how do I do this? Do I really have to hire somebody? Yeah. How much is it going to cost me? So, I know. That's pretty cool that they can do that. Good for them. Yeah. So it's a... La-di-da. La-di-da. Nope. But you know what? You introduced me to this other uh, network here, which I do totally dig this feral audio uh, com that is a podcast collective. Yeah, different than a network. The collective I can sort of get behind better than the network, at yeah, least. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, Rainmaker does a network, I guess, similar to um, Quick and Dirty Tips, Mignon's network. So um, in that way, I get behind it only because, like, the thing that I always grapple over is how to reward the hosts and. Or, you know, why did, why would they move to the, to the network from their own website? But these people didn't have shows, just like quick and dirty tips. People didn't have shows. They, they're new podcasters and they're, of course, committed to the network instead of their own agenda. Right. But Fear Audio is different. Yeah. Fear yeah. Audio, um, totally different. Let me see if there's something, which is, I really like the about us section. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can, I'll read the top part and then maybe you can read the model. Cause I think it was really, really cool. It says Fear Audio is a podcast collective and an art cooperative based in Los Angeles, California with volunteers all across North America. The majority of Fear Audio original programming is recorded in the LA, in Los Angeles at Fear Audio Studios at Fear uh, Artist own every aspect of their shows, benefit directly from all forms of listener support, and are free from any kind of one onerous or stifling oversight. We pride ourselves in this environment uh, and our model of full transparency and e- equity. In fact, we love it so much that we want to spread it around. Feel free to adopt the Fero model described below and start your own collective. See, that's great. Mm-hmm. We'd love to see dozens of our kind of cooperative networks spring around the world. Fero sustains itself on a month-to-month basis, much like community radio station. Your support enables us to keep going. Donate your to your favorite shows by using the donate buttons featured on the site. So you can donate to Fero Audio or to your favorite shows. You don't have to donate to both, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. And then the artists, the model goes like this. The artists own their own shows. Any money contributed to a Fero Audio podcast is shared like this. 80% goes to the artist, 15% goes to the producer and trickles down to the volunteers, and then 5% goes to their web developer to make sure that the web presence is rigorously, it says, maintained and improved whenever possible. So that means if you donate a dollar, the artist gets 80 cents, and then the rest goes to Fural Audio, which is cool. I think it's very cool. This is the um, the reason I found it is because I wanted to see how Chelsea Peretti, I was looking actually for um, examples of cool podcast websites, and I came across, you know, I looked up Chelsea Peretti and realized she was on this collective instead of ha- having her own real, like, podcast website. That's really. That's why cool. I yeah. That's how I found it, and then so they're so they have a lot of comedy podcasts, and, including Call Chelsea Peretti, um, which if you don't know who she is, she's hilarious. She's on Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's really cool. She's and you know what's really awesome too, though that I, that I didn't well, I, what I didn't know is that most of those are recorded in their studio. So how cool would it be? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would. I, didn't know I that would either. dig that. I mean, to be able to just you know all of a sudden you have your slot, and for us to just go into the studio and record our stuff. I mean, how cool is that? I know that would be amazing. Yeah. And there's something super, super rad about 
the the idea of the collective where it really is about it's sort of like because you know i'm i love of course like co-ops going to the co-op that's where we go shop right and it's like again it's all about the collective people getting the, the food that we want or whatever on the table and local and whatever stuff like that but i really i love that where it becomes about equity and it's about donating everybody so I don't know. I just think it's, and it's even better where it says, feel free to adopt the feral model. That's awesome. Oh, no. (laughs) Thank you. I shall. Thank you. I shall. (laughs) So yeah. So you guys, that's a really great idea to be able to kind of get together and, and do something along those lines. I would be up for doing something like that a lot more than I would um, perhaps anything else, because I feel that with that, it's already, it's already so clear and we're able to sustain the actual uh, production of, not production, but uh, the uptake of, again, the website and to be able to promote the people and to hold all that stuff would be super awesome. So Yeah, totally. Yeah, Anyways, maybe. we wanted to introduce those to you and see what you thought. Yeah, let us know all about that. Um, and then I, I'm actually going to skip really, really quick over to our last little bit here. We're gonna, I'm going to skip over the Speak Beautiful, Jess, and maybe talk okay. about it at another time yeah. because we're running out of time. That's fine. Again. We can talk about that and Ashley if you want next time. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. Well, I think maybe that would be a That'll better be idea. Next show. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so in terms of so no ranting this time. No ranting this you've, time. You've lucked out. You've lucked out. <laughs> <laughs> but you have two new ideas for networks and let us know what you think about that because we would love to hear your thoughts. And if any of you guys have any questions for us, like our ladies, uh, Susie and Lisa did at the beginning, and you kind of want to do that with us, you're welcome to we were helpful. Us. Yeah. And we do have a mastermind coming up, right? Yes, we do. Miss um, Jess? Yes, we have a mastermind coming up. So if you guys are interested um, make sure you give us a holler, but we'll, I'm going to put it up in the group very, very soon. It should be up actually with, along with today's episode, if you guys are listening. Yeah, so you'll see the link in the show notes. I'm going to put it right at the top. I'm going to put it right at yeah. the top. When you scroll, when you first um, look at your iPhone and you're listening to us in your iPhone, if your app facilitates reading show notes, you're going to be able to see exactly what that mastermind is, our VIP. It's actually a VIP um, with three of us, which is going to be Jess and Natalie and myself. And it's going to be more for beginners. So at this moment, uh, we're going to be working a little more with those that are just starting to launch. It's kind of like a it's like kind of like you have three mommies. <laughs> yeah. Three mommies helping you launch your podcast, holding your hand. Yeah. So um, it's kind of be like VIP service for us three ladies at your pleasure. So you'll get the kind of insight that Jess and I sort of gave out today, uh, but yes. even more. Individualized attention and handholding from yes. all of us. Yes, exactly. From all of us to you, <laughs> if you need it. Yes, absolutely. So check we out your show notes. To yes, you. we do. We do. <laughs> uh, tap on that link. We Tell do. us if you're interested and um, we will uh, love to hear from you. So it will be fun. Yeah, so please email us at uh, what are, what is our feedback thing? at shepodcast.com. Feedback at shepodcast.com. Or you can send us your feedback over at speakpipe.com slash shepodcast. You can even just put that in your device. You can click the link again. You can see it in the show notes and it'll directly open up a little little page and you can use it on the go, which is super, super awesome and easy to do. Uh, so those are the ways for you to reach out to us. And please join the group so that you can keep up with us there. Yay. Right on. Right on, baby. Yeah. 
You be good. All right, you guys. We'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for everything. Yeah. Here, have a wonderful podcast. Yay! Okay. <laughs> bye bye. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, hey, y'all. This one is explicit. And he's just standing there, not bouncing. And I'm like, why aren't you bouncing the baby? I kind of lost, I kind of lost, I kind of lost my shit. What I tell you to bounce? You bounce, bitch?